0: I got When I got shot, I got. I caught some lead in 1997.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I caught some lead. Suddenly, now... You got shot by another we detective,
2: though, yeah. We're talking for two hours right now. He now found out he caught guy some guy lead. Yeah, we shoot
0: shooting <laughs> at a pit bull instead of Fucking hitting him. friendly what fire. What happened? What happened? We were over in... Uh... <laughs>
2: And we're back we're back here in the palatial states and uh, Bill cannon my partner in law enforcement in Austin New York our guest this week is uh, detective Pat Porteous first grade detective 27 years on the NYPD but is collecting a 30-year pension because of his uh, three years of bought back time from when he was swa- swabbing decks is that in how you call the
1: Navy he can... <laughs>
2: You must have fit really nice in the like like
1: towards to the yeah. deck port line
0: <laughs> what is it request point <laughs>
1: Yeah. Porteus would be like Captain requesting permission to go to shore.
0: And he used to get on the wall like this and stick his ass out, what, like
1: the Titanic. You're denied, Porteus. <laughs> requesting Fun liberty. Fun times to be had. So you guys
2: worked together yeah. in uh, you were not in, in, with a in no, homicide. Two, threes, right? No,
1: in the two-three squad. I was there for five years in the two-three squad.
2: So Bill was your boss for five years.
0: Yeah, yeah. We had a good time. He had the uh, the rip. He used to have the cone the uh, traffic cone, and he used to come in and he used to do a stand-up in the office. Uh-huh. He used to go around the room on each guy. And he had certain guys that he liked uh, nailing.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So I was That's like his audience back then.
1: All members of the 2-3 oh, squad. <laughs> no, here now it it this. <laughs> <laughs> it was a traffic
0: cone, and he walk around the office yelling at all uh, you know, uh-huh. different jokes out of it and stuff.
1: Uh-huh. That's great. Sounds like so When much you fun. caught
0: the guy with the stuff on his nose, the uh, coming from the beach. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> there was a detective there a who surf- thought he was like a surfer, you know. <laughs> Comes into work like 45 minutes late because he lived all the way out in Long Beach uh-huh. and he's got that white shit on his nose, you know. No. So
2: Oh, he went surfing that morning? Yeah, yeah.
1: So he'd be like you were walking 45 minutes late, and then he'd have the balls to go down and work out for two oh, hours. Oh, was it right?
0: Inspections there Yeah, or yeah
1: Inspections was there, and he, he was always like 60, 70 cases in the hole. Yeah, yeah. So he walks in late, and I go, I won't say his name. I said, Inspections is here. He turned like white, because uh-huh. he knew he was like 60 or 70 cases uh-huh. in the hole. Next thing I know, he's typing like Evelyn Wood. You uh-huh.
0: know, and uh, that was after he came back from working after out. After he came back from working out for an hour and a half,
2: I, I, I used to be I used to be holding like sixty cases too.
1: Oh, you were one of those guys. Yeah, I, you could get the boss in trouble. You know,
2: like I, I used to hide them in the. Um, we used to have a drop ceiling in the two six, and I knew that when I left for the day or for the weekend, if I swung out, that there would be bosses or somebody going through my cases and leaving me notes. So I used to take the cases out. I used to put, we used to hide them in the drop ceiling. <laughs>
1: But then when they went to the DD5 system on the computer, you couldn't do that anymore. That game was up.
0: We had had a guy uh, that used to do the 494 every morning, and he used to close them out right off the uh, 494. He (laughs) (laughs) wouldn't even assign them to you. (laughs) (laughs) My team was the least, uh, we caught the least amount of cases. (laughs) Because he used to screen them. But then when the boss came in, like the boss would be going (laughs) through it and like, Yo, uh, so-and-so, what's up with this grand larceny? Ah, that's, that's a dead end. It's close. It's uh, B-15. Don't worry about it. It was yeah, but, great.
1: You know, patrol's posture. B-15 was, they was what?
0: To... It was like uh, closed patrol. Yeah,
1: can ID uh-huh. or something like that. The patrol left it open for us. Patrol <laughs> <laughs> used to want to leave everything open. Yeah, oh, yeah. my God. I it had it a detective
0: once
2: told me when I first got to the squad, he goes, when in doubt, close it out.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, we had a lieutenant like that, too a female, she was like, hey, close this shit out. I don't care what you put. Just close it out today. And she, uh-huh. she'd give you, like, five cases to close out. You put whatever you want because comp was coming right, up right. or something. Boom, boom, boom. You close it out. You get rid of five cases.
1: Some weeks I would say Amnesty International is here at the precinct. Any yeah. reasonable five, I'll let you close it. You know? But what
0: I used to do was I used to put my, uh,
2: my case in once with my sergeant. And then if you gave it back to me with a handful of stickies, because you know, listen, I'm going to close I'm closing the case out. Right. You yeah. know, I, I I feel I did a good investigation. I'm a detective. He promoted me. You should. And then a the whole bunch of the tickle go and put right in the bottom of the drawer. And then that th- that thing would come out when I had a when that boss went on vacation. Take all the stickies off. Do another closing five with the current date and put it back. That's <laughs> got to close them.
0: We had a guy in. the. In the uh, two three, a sergeant, he just got there and he was sticky happy, everything all uh-huh. over the front of the case, right? Uh-huh. So he used to have like Friday and Saturday off. So we would <laughs> we went in there, we tattooed his whole office with those yellow stickers. Put up <laughs> about three thousand of them all over
1: the place. <laughs> you know that no,
0: we to... were dying when he walked in and saw that it was so. You know what that. I used to How do? He do he take he it really pissed people no, off. He was alright. He was pissed at first, but he was cool. Right? I would
1: write. I would write right on the five. And that would really piss oh, people yeah. off, man. Because you couldn't get rid of it. Yeah. Right on the five. Do this, do that, do this. And the guy would get really Well, pushed. we had one guy before
0: they even went to computers. We were doing it on the IBMs, the yep. uh, typewriters. Yeah. This guy would have a five, the same five loaded up in the typewriter for about two weeks. You <laughs> would do like a line a week, you know? <laughs> but he was for, off doing every other thing in the precinct. You for know? our listening uh,
1: audience, a five is a complaint follow up. Every time a detective takes a statement, talks to someone, they have to do a complaint follow up. Yeah, called there a was DD a you had like, yeah.
2: uh You had to have your first five in by the, the Three second days day. Or second yeah. five in by, by the fifth day. The third five by 10 days.
0: Yeah, and then they, they when they went to that uh, Omni thing, everybody in one PP could pull up your case and read all your, your fives. Yeah. It was crazy. It changed everything. That's a security
1: that? issue, too. Because what if your brother's wanted for a murder and you work for the police department and you pull up that precinct's case on your brother and now you know what they're doing, what they got on them. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That's, I never thought of that. But yeah. That, it's it wasn't it was really. I know a, security a cop problem. that got
0: locked up for that. He was in the army or the Marine Corps. He was actually a cop up in Harlem. He was a really good cop, and apparently, he, one of his boys that he was in the military with did a homicide somewhere like in Philadelphia or something. And he called this guy on the phone, and he was telling him, you know, months later, he was like, "Yeah, I killed the guy and all this shit." So the guy never said nothing. <laughs> but the, fed, the feds were listening on the guy's phone. Oh, they were wow. up on his oh phone. And they wind up coming up and grabbing this guy, and they locked him up. Wow. That guy was a great cop, too. He used to be in the uh, housing unit up by the polo grounds. That's how I met him. I used to make a lot of calls, and I'd meet him down in E-Cab, and we'd be down there bullshitting and hanging out. But uh, he was a good cop. I work with a guy who... Uh-
2: as somebody, somebody that he knew was like had a mob connect or something like that. But they were they were neighbors in this neighborhood in Long Island, so uh, they were friends. They used to do the barbecue together. They grew up together, and he gave him a, a plate to run. But that plate was flagged by uh, the feds. Oh yeah, oh, man. when he ran the plate, it came back. So uh, no more going on the boat with your friend anymore.
1: But no associating with known felons, right?
2: Yeah, that was the, that's a interesting thing about the job too. It's like it puts you in a position where, you know, you're always around cops and bad guys, and then, you know, you can't be with bad guys off duty, but right. some of them throw the best parties. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's true.
1: It's
0: true. Yeah. They hang out in the same bars.
1: Detective Pat, what do you miss the most about being a detective, if if anything?
0: Uh, I miss the, uh, the good cases, the good investigations, the collars and stuff. It's... It's always nice to make a collar you know when some old lady gets beat up or gets dragged right. gets a pocketbook stolen sometimes those collars are nicer than homicide collars you know
1: yeah you feel like as far you're doing as gratitude something. remember that remember the time you myself and a detective i'll just say his little red i was a month before i retired and we all went out in an unmarked car and we said let's just feel what it's like again to work anti-crime We're driving around, we hear a blood-curdling scream, right? And we're like, it's it's that way, it's that way. And some poor Mexican guy's getting that shit kicked out of him, right? And his wife is screaming. He's getting robbed on the street. And um, Little Red gets out of the car and grabs the victim and his wife. And we stay in the car because we're two educated anti-crime cops we know never chase a guy on foot. We stay with the car. He's running. He goes a block ahead of the guy. The guy runs right to us, <laughs> all yeah. out of wind, and we're freshest daisies. <laughs> and he was like, he gave up. He's like, who are these guys, <laughs> right? And then we handed the the collar to some uniform cops, and he never, the uniform yeah. cop never saw an observation robbery collar in his life. He was like, how'd you get this? It
0: was yeah. like his first collar. Yeah,
1: and he was so happy to get it. But we were like, we used to do this all the time, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: It's so funny, yeah. though. You got to come up with a strategy. So many people don't, didn't do that. I was my partner. We had a a victim in the back. It drew was doing a, you know, a canvas right after he got robbed. So, oh, there he goes right there. Are you sure? Yeah. So I told I didn't just jump out of the car. Right. I told my partner, drive up to the corner and drop me off. The bang of Yui. So we saw where he was crossing. I went behind a van. I saw my partner was coming, driving down, back down. As soon as he came close, threw him right up against floor. Police right in his ear. Shock! Boom! Surprise! That's smart. Cuffed him.
1: That's why you didn't have and to if get he into wanted a to track take meet, off. Right? He was
2: going to take off right into my partner's hands. Right, but you got to have have a, plan. a have a plan. Have a plan. you
1: say right.
0: Yeah, that happened to me one time. I was we were chasing a guy. There was a movie theater up in the 30 on Broadway, and the guy was in a stolen car. So we went to pull him over, and he took off, and he bailed out of the car at 145 in Saint Nick. So I was putting it over the whole time, over the radio. And then all the cops are coming, right? And the guy runs down the subway. There's like 15 cops chasing this guy down the subway. And when I went down the first set of stairs, there's a landing that goes, there's another set of stairs that comes up on 145 Street. So I just saw like a pair of feet. That's all I saw (laughs) was the back of his heels. Like on the last two steps. Going out that way. So all the cops were running down. I said, let me try this, right? So I went that way, and it turned out. I'm chasing the guy now, just me and him, down the block. And I get him, and this guy just got out. He was fucking cock diesel. It was in August. He was dripping sweat, right? And I'm like, get on the ground, motherfucker. I had my my gun, like, right on him, Uh like, maybe three feet away. He's like, I ain't going down. I go, get on the fucking ground. (laughs) He's like... I ain't going down, motherfucker! Right, he telling me, and then two fucking transit cops came running down the fucking the sidewalk like Charles Atlas and tackled this guy. But I didn't want to fight the guy with my gun. Nah, especially the guy would have kicked my ass anyway. The guy looked
1: like
0: the guy was huge.
1: He's coming out of prison. He's cocked diesel. He's juiced up. You know,
0: the guy was huge. I I I do not want to fight him with my gun. I love that term
1: "cocked diesel" because people used to ask us. We'd ask them a description. They say, "What the guy look like?" And they go, oh, he was cocked diesel. And I'd say, like me? They go, no, not like you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's crazy, though.
1: Oh, yeah. Those foot
2: chases. And now you're, re- you're already in. You can't back out. You can't back out now. Fuck it. You got to go the whole way. Yeah.
0: And then when we went back, we got the car. He had a uh, pistol on the uh, console, too, in between the seat and the console.
1: Not only was he was- going back, he was getting his old cell. <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. He didn't want to go back, though, that guy. There was
1: some cock diesel guys. when That was the worst when they just got out. Like, if they were on the street for a couple of months, they started doing smoking, cracks, smoking, yeah. and they got out of shape again. When they just got out, it was like, oh, shit. Yeah, you don't want to deal with it. The University of the State Penal System. I think
0: uh de Blasio was trying to close that down, right? Rikers? Yeah. They so, want to spread it out all through the city. Yeah.
1: That'll never happen.
0: That's crazy, man. I don't understand it. Could you imagine living like on 34th Street or something like that and they want to put the facility right next door?
1: I mean, there are
2: little jails here and there. Like, what do we have? The college right there in um, Long Island City. Right. There's a jail right on that block. It's a small, it's like a halfway house. Right. Those type of things. There's one but
1: on Edgecombe, too. It's like a, you know. I you just,
2: I don't understand. You have the facility there. Whatever's not working, fix it. What's Make his, it better. What's Make his it-
1: big
0: picture, though? Does he want to knock that down and put, like, condos? Or? It's got.
2: There has to be a, a motive for it. There has to be somewhere that they're going to make money out of it. Either it's private investing, they're investigating, investing privately in some land that's going to be used for right. condos or something in the future. There has to be, because I don't understand the necessity. Yeah, I know. Make that spot better. It's one destination. You're on the corner. They can't escape into, you know, they can jump into the water. But other than that, you know, you're... It's just it's
0: it's already a prison, Make you know, it be, a, a jail. Make it better. Could you imagine putting condos there? What they would go for though?
1: Yeah, but you also got, the, you you got water, got the water there, You got the airport right yeah, across. Is it? Yeah, it's Laguardia's right there. Other than looking at water, I wouldn't go in that water. No, No, I wouldn't go in. It either. Probably more bodies popping out of that water than you know the no, funeral home. Hell's gate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like one people
2: of the- used to go swimming though there at Astoria really? Park. Yeah. There's pictures of people diving off in the, along the water right there at the Story Park, and then for a long time you couldn't do it.
1: Yo, yep. so, let me ask you something. You, are, I, I worked with you, and I know that you were one of the best interviewers in the two three squad. I always tried to get you to go to homicide, you wouldn't come to homicide because for some reason you loved El Barrio, and you wouldn't come up to the <laughs> homicide squad. What, are, what were some of your uh, techniques that you could share with our listening audience of your interrogation techniques?
0: Oh, mine was, like, I never went to school for it or anything. I was just, you got to be a good bullshitter, you know? So <laughs> if you bullshit the guy and you get a rapport with the guy and, and you're kicking it, because a lot of times when you get that, and I'll be doing an interview with another guy, and then we'll go out of the room and he'll be like, don't tell like, I got to stay outside. I just want to talk to you or tell Detective Pat to come back in here. I want to talk to him. I don't. Well, want to- first of all, Detective What's- Pat is brilliant
2: because you're using your first name. And I know you're using it because, you know, Porteous is hard for people to say, but it's just it's, it's a personal fact. And then you have the voice. It's undeniable. It's regular. I mean, talking about casting, you should be in every TV show, every yeah. cop movie. You and Bill, should, uh, everyone. You have to you. have
0: developer rapport. That's the biggest thing. with, with But these you have guys. that every
2: man quality. So right. most of the time, like even if you are locking somebody up from Wall Street for whatever reason, um, you still have that every man quality. You can you can talk to anybody.
0: Yeah, I can.
1: I that, can well, I, can. I think
0: we all have it here. But you have it like, you know, you like the fucking... He's
1: got a 10 times the, uh, well, I like the doing, Michael Jordan of it. I like
0: doing it, too. That's part of the job that I actually miss, like being in the box, grilling these guys and trying to get... You know how hard it is to try to get somebody to admit to a murder? Well, let me ask you this. You know what I mean? Do you That's, ever get to
2: that question and then like kind of sort of get nervous for the person that you're interviewing? Like, you know that if they give you this spe- specific answer, the one that you've been going after for all this time... You ever is there any feeling in there that ugh, I feel bad cuz right now oh, we're going yeah. for it and if he says it then he's fucking go- they're going to prison yeah. for a long time. But you got to ask that question, right?
0: I actually yeah, I actually do feel bad for the guy sometimes depending on the circumstance of the case, but you feel like you're, you know, like you're tricking him into confession. And you feel bad. You feel guilty about it, you know? Yeah, but, but. don't you
2: feel that uh, there's some unburdening there that the the, the the perp actually wants to tell you, get it off his chest. You gotta oh, yeah. Move on. There's a lot of that. For,
1: yeah. the, for the pet. Well, so you, you got to pull function. that out.
0: Yeah. You got to pull that out of the guy, you know?
2: You ever put a collar on and go back in there, even though you were in there in a suit and tie, and then you come back with the collar later on? Just to close
1: the interrogation out. Him and another detective from the 2-3 interviewed this guy who did a double murder in the 2-3 for six hours. They were in the box for six hours, and they couldn't get the confession. And they came out to me, and we had already, all of us had no sleep for like 30-something hours. They came out, and they said, we're not going to get it. Why don't you go in there? I said, I'm exhausted. I can't do it. So we had a female detective, Named Gigi, so Gigi goes in there. Forty-five minutes later, the guy cracks, and he says, "I want Detective Pat and that other bastard to come back in here. They worked so hard to get this confession. I want to tell it to them wow. what he did.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's
2: great. Yeah.
1: That
2: deserves an applause break. That's right.
0: right. There. We had we had a uh, case. Another guy had a case in um, I think it was Reading, Reading, Pennsylvania." And actually, the case was in the 2-3, but the perp fled to uh, Pennsylvania. So uh, the detective put out an eye card on the guy. So it popped in, in Pennsylvania for... Investigative nar- card. Right. It popped in Pennsylvania for narcotics. So I was coming in at 4 to 12, and he was doing a day tour. So he calls me up. He goes, hey, you want to go to Pennsylvania when you come in? I go, yeah, all right. I was dressed like this. I went upstairs. I signed in. I got in the car, and I went to Pennsylvania. So, they had Pennsylvania. There was two Pennsylvania State Troopers. These guys were like needed a pen. suits, ties, briefcase. What,
2: you're coming out, the the beer cans yeah, are so, falling out <laughs> of your car, right? Yeah, I'm um, Joe Shit <laughs> the Ragman.
1: Castleberg is falling out of his so, pocket. <laughs> Joe Shit the Ragman. <laughs> He's got so, a suit that was from Robert Hall from the fifties.
0: So what they had, they had um, a homicide in a park where two two perps picked up a guy in the street and they brought him up to some like town park outside of town like 5 o'clock in the morning and they they said oh well, let's go to the bathroom there's like a public bathroom there and they went and they shot the guy in the head and they left him there, they got, jumped in the car and they took off so that was the troopers case from Pennsylvania we had a case on 110 and Lex, a homicide case so we went there to talk to them talk to about that so we go over there and the detective that was in the squad, he goes, yeah, there's two troopers talking to them. They'll be right out. So they came out, and they were like, fuck, this guy ain't saying shit, right? Mm-hmm. So me and, me and the other guy go in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait <a> minute.
2: <laughs> He brought in Joe Shit, the ragman.
0: Yeah. So him and I go in there. So we're like, hey, how you doing? I'm Detective Pat. We're from the 2-3. <laughs> so right away, we were kicking it with the guy. He was like. Yo, these guys from Pennsylvania are fucked up, man. He goes, I don't want to fucking be staying here. Can you bring me back to Manhattan? We were like, well, it depends what goes on here, you know? So we wind up getting our case from 110 and uh, Lex. He gives that up, right? So then the guy I was with, he, he went out of the room, so I stayed there with the guy. So I go, what the fuck you do over here anyway, man? <laughs> he goes, he goes... Dude, we went down. We picked this guy up. The guy ripped us off with some cracks. We brought him up to the freaking, um, into the park, and we shot him in the head. I go, go, well, you're lucky, because the guy actually didn't die. The guy's still alive. The guy was, like, brain dead in the hospital Uh out there. So I go, it's not a murder or anything. He goes, can you bring me back to New York? I go, yeah, but you got to tell the other two troopers what's going on with that case. He goes, I don't really want to talk to them. I go, I'll try to get you back to New York. I got to talk to the ADA (laughs) in New York, right? So he goes, uh, all right, tell the fucking guys to come back, right? In the meantime, it was one of the detectives' birthday outside. I went out. I got a piece of cake, a bottle of soda. I go, (laughs) here, have this, a couple of Newports. The guy was happy as shit. So fucking I go outside. The two troopers are standing outside the room. So I go, he's all yours. He you just gave me your whole, your whole homicide case. They're like, what? And they went back in there, and he gave it up to them. <laughs>
1: fucking Chad and Biff didn't have the fucking, t- they didn't have the technique.
0: Yeah. There. So we go back there. We had to go back. So now I got to go testify on their case. Like a year oh, later. Shit. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> on the fucking stand, and and the guy's sitting right in front of me, like ten feet away, and his defense <laughs> attorney is grilling me. Didn't you promise my client you were going to bring him back to New York that night? I said, I said I would check with the ADA <laughs> if I could bring him back. I didn't say it was going to be that night. I never said it was going to be that night. He was like, well, you told him that night you were bringing him. He didn't want to do Pennsylvania time. He's still here. It's a year later. I said, well, talk to the DA in Manhattan. To see if you get him out of here. You know the guy? is still there.
1: Still he never got.
0: He never actually got charged with Telessio's case. <laughs> no kidding. He never got charged. He's still in Pennsylvania.
1: But that's that's amazing. I he bet you he still great- likes Detective Pat, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cool. Have
2: ever had to confess to anything? I actually else.
0: felt bad when I was on the stand. That's what, what brought this whole thing up. When I was looking at the guy, I actually felt bad for him, right? Because I didn't really bullshit him, but I I kind of like you know, He enhanced- talked him that yeah.
1: way. Yeah, he's a, he's amazing. Also, he's sort of downplaying his his ability. He has amazing patience. I don't have that. I don't, definitely don't have that. Like, if I was in a box, mm. I would lose it after an hour or two. He was in the one box for you know six what hours.
2: Has, I tell you, Detective Pat, you got something that I want you to like me. Because at the, at the the if you look at people in general, some you know, like this is a guy, you know he gets along with everybody. You could see the way he moves around. Right. And if I can't get along with him, something's wrong with me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So he is always the barometer of... I'm always trying to impress him. I always want to have this guy on my side because this is this is telling me that I'm okay as a person, that my personality is good enough. Right. Anybody who doesn't get along with him, dude, what how a do you problem, not like man. Detective Pat? What, yeah. you a right. fucking asshole.
0: Well, I used to get along with a lot of the perps in the street too. They used to call up. Give them information. I had, C- I had CIs. We had a shooting one time on 112 in Park. As soon as the phone rang from downstairs from the desk, there's a shooting on 112 in Park. The other phone rang. Yo, Detective Pat, your shooter is so-and-so from from Lakeview Towers. Mm -hmm. We weren't even at the scene yet, and I knew who the shooter was. That's
1: That's amazing. Yeah,
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was great, because if you develop a rapport with these bad guys in the projects and stuff, they're going to respect you. They're going to call up when shit happens.
1: That's true, man. Yeah, You know?
0: Some guys go the total opposite way, and they come real hard-nosed on these guys. You don't get anywhere like that. No.
2: No. No, uh, I've seen it. I've seen detectives go in there on a homicide and not be able to talk or communicate. And then it's your case, and now the next thing you know, the the, the person getting getting the confession out of you is somebody who came from homicide because right. they're better at at, at talking. Well, you know, if you're
0: or, in if you're in with a guy like I know what he does in the box. I know what the other guy does. But if you're questioning a guy and you're trying to get to this one answer. Right? So you're leading up to all this crap. And if you got an old detective who's coming from left field, he's blowing the whole right. thing for he's you. fucking the yeah. whole thing up. And start yelling and all that stuff. So I can't stand that kind of stuff. Well, that know? good
2: cop, bad cop shit is, it's not really uh, an effective tool. Not really. It's great for movies, but in reality, right?
0: Yeah. Once in a while it works, but.
2: Well, wait, especially if you got the guy who's going to come in and, like, let's say, soften you up at first. You're going to get on your good side. I. I have a, a scene from my, my my show that I do, and then I, I get up and I answer the door. Oh, this my pa- uh, my boss wants to talk to you, too. And then he's a hard nose. So I, right. next thing you know, you want to talk to me again. Get that other guy back in here. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't like this <clears throat> fucking guy. I don't like the way he's talking to me. Yeah. Well, you so now you come in, time. you're a pleasure. Let me ask you a question. Uh, now that, uh, obviously, with the DNA and how powerful that is as evidence, and uh, we got the videotape, Especially that sets a new bar. That thing that happened in the Bronx, where that kid got killed—that fifteen-year-old kid—where they had
0: oh yeah the, surve- yeah, the, the, the surveillance
2: cameras that that bodega <clears throat> had was just incredible. And if that—that's the level that we should all try to attain. I don't know why they had such a great. It's kind of odd that in the middle of the Bronx, some bodega has right. footage that you know you could see the snot in the guy's freaking nose. Yeah, but it's there. <clears throat> those kids are gonna have a hard, hard, hard time. Uh, their face is beautiful on camera. You oh, see them yeah. stabbing the kid outside,
0: dragging them out.
2: But so now you got video evidence stepped up. That might be the number one type of evidence pushing DNA back because now what are we? We're visual people. I don't even need to understand DNA, and by that it also that puts confe- his uh, confession's even useful anymore. Is right. it a is it a waste of time to get a confession?
0: Oh, it's always nice to get the guy to admit to it. You know, you get him locked down on a nice statement.
2: But you have all these <clears throat> lawyers. The, 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 you know, in
0: some cases you don't have DNA
2: co- you know? coercion. I mean, a lot of these. Uh, but once you have the DNA, or let's say you got the video, whatever. But if you got a case just based off a confession, how far is that going to go in this day and age, where you can't come up with DNA,
0: where you can't get a video? Well, when we, when I was doing it, it went pretty far because most of it was. Cause I did nine years in robbery, so a lot of those cases were based on confessions, right. you know. And as soon as yeah, but you go- also
2: had a victim there.
0: <clears throat> but as soon as you go down, but sometimes the ID's are sketchy, you know. And once you go down and you win the hearings, the guy usually pleads out. But if you, if you go with a solid case, you get a two page confession signed, you get a t- signed Miranda plus a fingerprint. Well, basically, it's a slam dunk, you know? The guy's going to cop out before the and trial. And
1: look, he's believable on the stand. He's not <laughs> yeah, a cowboy. Yeah, well, once you again, know, we, he, go back, yeah. we go
2: back to that thing. It's, it's a jury going to like him. Yeah. If, I, if I'm a defense attorney what? and you're coming up and I see you talk, I'm like, we're fucked right now. You can't do the, uh, gonna uh, like you. He's not going to like this guy?
0: You can't start arguing with these defense attorneys. That's what no, they, they pull want. they rather pull you, know?
2: you into a hole, I believe. Yeah. It, I, you know, it's like when you're a rookie and if or if you're just a hothead in general through your hole, you're going to get what we call hooked in a situation. Yeah. Well, you're getting hooked in a, in a in a trial. That's bad news. We had by a we had attorney.
0: a female detective in the squad. She used to get hooked all the whole time, and a lot of the ADAs didn't even like dealing working with her because she used to get hooked on the standby used to turn right, right, start arguing.
2: Well, since we're talking about evidence and cases and, and you know uh, interviews and stuff like that, this case that's in Chicago with this actor, um, I'm trying to get the. Uh, it up there. One second. Well, there was a robbery that took place in Chicago involving an actor from the show Empire. Right. We all know about it. I'm trying to get the guy's name for some I know, reason. I'm I never watched him. that show. Oh, I'm on Airplane mode. That's why. Yeah, I never watch Empire either, but he's black. He's also gay, and supposedly he gets robbed uh, going to a 24-hour subway. His flight came in. He's going back to his apartment, but he steps out to go get this, uh, this food. And on somewhere in the course of getting his food or coming back, he gets uh, assaulted by two men, supposedly white men, wear, one wearing a ski mask. Also, um, uh, they put a, a rope around his neck and they sprayed what was later found out to be bleach. The actor's name is Jussie Smullett. Uh, so. As the these investigators, which I'm pretty uh, probably is just as great as New York detectives over there, doing the co- the course of their investigation, they find a hot sauce bottle containing bleach. They have a video of uh, the victim in this case coming back into the, his place of residence with what looks like a, a rope around his neck. They've recovered that rope. Uh, the only problem they have with this case is that. Although Chicago probably has more surveillance cameras than any other big city in this country, uh, they don't have the assault happening, taking place. After looking at hundreds and hundreds of hours of tape, they have yet to find um, this assault taking place. They're looking into the rope now, and uh, they had a, a statement from the actor saying that he was on the phone with his manager at the time that could verify... Because at the same time that they're supposed to be white and wearing uh, a ski mask, they're also yelling out stuff like uh, you're in MAGA country. MAGA meaning uh, make America gray. It's a reference to Trump. And um, we all know that Chicago is not MAGA country. Far from it. It's it's New York City country. It's a big city country, L.A. country. You know what I'm saying? It's a very Mm -hmm. liberal country. So now we're investigators here, all of us. When we look at a case like this, even though it takes place in Chicago, our spidey senses jump up, and we start either uh, figuring out who we think might have done it or calling bullshit on the whole thing. Uh, Let's see, what do we got? What do you think? What do you think happened here, Bill?
1: Look, one of the things uh, I think speaks volumes about this is that he won't cooperate with giving the police his phone. To me, that says... that's. that's, yeah, a, but
2: what, what, what that's is a flag it, when you give somebody your phone what they have access to your phone now so they're basically going to be able to you they're going to be able to see all the pictures that right, you have but in if there. he really
1: wants this investigation to to go forward he has to give them it'll get them the cell site where it actually happened the time the call was right and all other information that he right he might not want them to find out about but to me that pops a flag. He doesn't want them to see so it. what so, about
0: the guy who's on the phone with? Why don't they get his phone?
1: Well, he's not cooperating either. Oh. That's his manager. Oh, okay. So Because
2: then I guess he'd have to give up his phone. And it's for a yes. couple of hours that you gotta give up your right. phone. That's what I read. So
1: basically well, you, you don't give up- have
0: to go into the photos in the phone. No, you, you don't you could just go to the text messages
1: or the uh They just have to electronically do it via warrant. Yeah, they, they don't even get, have to take the phone. They got to get a subpoena. Yeah, they it get-
2: says in an article that I read today he'd only have to give up his phone for a couple of hours.
1: I don't think he has to R- give it
0: up at that's all. That's what the article said that I, I know, I, but that's I can't the press they right could subpoena for phone records. Right. And the other guy.
2: Well, that's the thing. That's that's how they'd have to go to court and get it rather than have it voluntarily. My yeah, but question he's is, he's a
0: victim. He's not a perp. He's, I know, but when, when you give
2: somebody you're, like, for example, if you're a cop and you were doing a, a detective and you're doing a report on your personal computer, people told you not to do that. Why? Because now um, what if we needed your, your personal computer to get this bit of information, everything that you have stored there is up for grabs in court. Right. I would imagine the same situation happens with, uh, with giving up your phone. I mean, this is a guy who maybe he's got questionable stuff. I know if you looked at my phone... What would you find out? I love chicks with big tits. You know what I'm saying? And that's going to be a thing. Uh, I'm, yeah. Whatever you're into, that's probably what's going to be number one on your phone. So I can understand that fear of not wanting it's to give privacy. your phone out. Yeah. Um, and can you really trust the police or anybody giving an investigation in the time where leaks are going like crazy? Who's not going to want to know? Or if somebody leaked this? I understand the fear behind that. They should be able to subpoena the phone. They should be able to get the phone records showing the two of the, those people communicated. That's an easy one. Um, now, if, the, if there's no call that took place, then that's a lie. So that's a um, one of the things for people that... If, well, why
0: if, wouldn't the other guy he's talking to on the phone his say... His manager. Yeah, his manager. Why wouldn't he come forward and say, yeah, I had a conversation with the guy at 0, 200 hours while he was in Subway waiting for a sandwich. I think he did say that.
1: Right. He did but they're not giving up their phones from what they said
0: because no. the story is bullshit.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a good possibility.
0: I mean, I yeah. wasn't there, but for me, just looking at all of that that you just mentioned, I would I would call bullshit. All right, and they're looking into the rope now.
2: We've gone as far as with this case is now um they got to look they're looking into the rope. Where it was purchased? Was it purchased around that time? Um and I'm not really sure. You'd have to look at a mode of if you're saying the case is bullshit, it's bullshit why? Because our victim in this case, our so-called victim, had something to do with it. Was it to get his name out there more to bring um, attention to the LGBTQ community? Is that what what this was this a stage thing? Um, my thought was, uh, possibly a jilted lover that's looking to, you know, to settle the score. And uh, wants to put a distraction out there, like make it, take the, um, the, you know, people won't look at me, a jilted lover. They'll be looking at two rednecks that are, uh, you know, anti-Trump guys that just pick this guy out of random, beat him up, happen to have a chain, uh, uh, this rope, and, and set him up. Uh, lighting, uh, no, bleach, threw bleach on him. Right. Um, because, you know, it, listen. I understand, you know, you don't want to get embarrassed by giving up your phone. But if you're going to bring it up and you're going to make a police report on it, which brings us to another thing, I don't know if the guy, I don't know why, I'm, I hope I'm not confusing two stories. Originally, he might not have wanted to report it, supposedly, and then
0: he did. There was a delay, I heard, and and I heard, I don't, I can't remember, maybe an hour, and then when the police went there, he still had the rope around his neck. When they went to his apartment? Right.
2: Yeah, there was also a lady... There's a lot of red flags in this case. There was a neighbor who made a statement that says, I saw two uh, suspicious-looking white supremacists outside, something like that. (laughs) (laughs) And um, once again... Yeah, but wasn't
0: it like 30 below that night, too?
2: She said that she saw him out there for a couple of hours, and they looked suspicious, which brings up this point. Once again, in a city, because they debunked her uh, statement, once, in this city where there's, everywhere is a video camera. Lady, where did you see him? Oh, they were standing right there. Now you look at the camera. There's nobody standing right there ever for the last five hours. Okay, so now you're a liar. Right. You know, um, the, this robbery must have taken place just by chance in this 100-foot square foot, 1,000-square foot where we're not being covered with tape uh, right. by, by a surveillance camera. That Was it a coincidence? I mean, who would know where every single camera is? Most right. people don't not even cops do
0: right. what about the uh subway they got them in in the store?
2: I think everything with the subway works out. It was a twenty four hour subway um they had uh two par- people of uh that they wanted to question um then they said they're pr- probably homeless. They were in the area, two people uh, about a half hour to fifteen to thirty minutes before the incident uh they they're the only two people they're persons of interest. You know, the only reason why anybody's even talking about this case anymore is because it was deemed a hate crime, because uh, you know he's a homosexual, he's black, and what they, they they said the two key words there, the F word and the N word, while they were assaulting him. So that's for a specific purpose, that uh, to to make it a hate crime to to de- deter from what this actually is.
1: You know, but to solve a case like this, you have to have total cooperation from the complainant. And if the complainant's not cooperating, you may never be able to find out the truth, whether get the people that did this, if it's true, or disprove it, said, no, this never happened, you made it up. You know, and it's
2: funny when we talk about victims, because we're all law enforcement here, retired now, but, you know, the victims can help you uh, help a case, make a case, or break a case, because that's sometimes that's all you have. And a lot of this Me Too movement... Uh, we're talking about cases that happened years and years ago that weren't uh, told to the police and uh, you know reported to the police. And then I'm always like, you know, because we're law enforcement, maybe we're that's we're one sided like that. But I'm like, you should have freaking reported it. If only for the fact that if you were raped or sexually assaulted, I understand it's a, especially with the history of the way we used to do these type of investigations in the past, um, that there might be some apprehension, but. You also have to think about I could be preventing somebody else from going through the same thing, and that's where bravery comes in. You know, that's where you got to say I'm going to take it for the I'm going to take this bullet so that nobody ever has to go through this again by this particular person, or they won't have to. He won't have the uh, opportunity to do this for a long, long time. And that's where it steps up to, to make a report. So this idea, like, oh, I didn't want to I didn't want to go to the police. I felt uncomfortable. I, I felt like they were going to drag me through this, that make me feel like a victim again. Those are all based on assumptions. You don't want to waste your time. You, you want to live with it. You can't come back and 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 twenty years later and be like, oh yeah.
0: But to I could see that with a rape victim, but not in this case. I mean, this guy—if this really happened to him—what was the delay? Why didn't he report it?
1: You know what I mean? Right. He should be going great guns to cooperate. If they should have had a happened.
0: sector car there right on the scene. Canvas the area with this guy, not go home and wait an hour later, and the cops go there. He still has the rope around right, his neck. Right, right. You know, would you be walking around an hour later and you're well, with the rope also, around your neck? Well, there's
1: no crime scene. You need a crime scene in a situation like this so you can. I saw investigate the case a compared
2: to it. the Tawana yeah. Brawley case, uh, and that was a case from the '80s. Yeah, and uh, she was a girl that lived up here, right, up State. falls. And supposedly, she was abducted and raped and all these things uh, by white men. And then it turns out that she came home late. And she was scared that her uh, her father, her stepfather, was going to punish her or hit her. So she she scrolled extra on on herself. I remember that. And put herself in a garbage bag and left herself on the side of the road to be found. I think if I recall correctly, that's pretty much close enough to how it happened. Yeah. And then Al Shopton and and Maddox, uh, Anton Maddox, what was the guy's Alton name? Maddox, Alton Evern Maddox, Mason. They, they they got involved in it, well, and Bill even
0: Corsby too was involved. Yeah, in even
2: that. though the case was proven, it didn't happen this way. Uh, Shopton decided he was going to keep going with it. That the co- the confession that she gave was uh, coerced. Uh, the victim's confession <laughs> that she actually invented this whole situation was coerced, and that this these two guys really did do it. And, uh, and one of the guys she picked out just from a newspaper that was on the desk, if I remember correctly, and he turned out to be the district attorney of uh, Westchester County. Yeah. Um, Duchess. Not Pagonis.
1: Yeah, Pagonis. Yeah, Pagonis. yeah. Steve yeah.
0: Pagonis.
2: And didn't he wind up committing suicide?
0: No, I think that was one of the cops that was involved that she accused of uh, having sex with or something like that. Yeah. Was Buchanan's cuz she's got a law firm up there now. Yeah, a, a
1: PI. collected too, at least from Sharpton. I don't know if she's ever paid him, but he's he's got like a a lien on whatever money I she makes. want to see that check? Yeah. Man, I don't buy it. I'm yeah. buying a few Well, she to works give it as... I think she's an LPN now. She has a, a legitimate job. Okay. Yeah, so
2: I mean, this case it just stinks to high heaven. Everybody knows it does. This is something not right, and at the end of the day, What's holding you back the most to, from getting to the bottom of it is because the victim, so won't help you. So what are you supposed to do? Realistically, you'd be like, you know what? When you want to help us, call us. Close not, it out. Yeah, that's it. It's done. We're not right. investigating it it's anymore. It's politically well, charged. It would
0: be though. nice to flip him and collar him. You know, it we, would be. We it used to be. do that too. We yeah. used to collar guys for false reports. Yeah, it was great. You know, you flip the guy and then you drop a number on him. <laughs> you know, and then you, well, you it, get ten hours overtime doing <laughs> it.
2: There's certain collars. <laughs> that are good to make and that's one of them you know because it, it like you can't oh, have it you can't have everybody like lying to the police and just letting them walk out because they'll do it again
0: yeah that's a lot of gratitude making a call like that if you were the guy in the box and flipped him and you came out with him in, in handcuffs it's a feather in your cap yeah you know
2: especially if there's a victim or well you get one of these people that are just a completely false statement. A couple of these girls have been caught out there, the, the college girls, claiming that they were raped on campus, and then it never it happened. Turns out it never oh, happened,
1: yeah.
2: You know? And it's just
0: like, oh, okay, don't worry about it. Go about your business. That was some lacrosse team, right? In college? In jail. In jail. The, Duke, the Duke in
2: prison.
1: lacrosse team. They, they, got, they yeah.
2: got yeah. Yeah. let go after yeah. years, in, five years in prison, The whole career destroyed because yeah. some girl um, made a false claim against
0: them. See, you know? that case there, too, you got to tiptoe around that too because it's not like the guy is some street urchin from the 2-3 the guy's an actor so you gotta make sure right. that, you can't go with your A-game in the box with this guy and, and start hammering him right. well because you know he's probably I mean? lawyered
2: up too Yeah. But
0: why that's, would that's he lawyer funny. up he's the victim right the same reason you know? why he won't give you the phone <sighs> yeah. they don't trust the police but what's his M.O. behind the whole thing just to start know. a racial uh, I don't know the what racial scene pot? in Chicago yeah. you know
2: I mean, let's just go far-fetched and go, let's say you find out through the grapevine you're getting cut off. You know, Empire, they're going to write you off in two weeks, you're, you're, you're dead on this. Or you got into a problem with the executive producer, you know they're going to write you off. What are you doing? Fuck it. You could create some situation. I'm just shooting.
0: shooting I mean, I would never do something like that. Maybe he would, but... Yeah, you're why talking about would actors. You, I'm not saying... Why would you come is, up with something like that?
2: Keep you on the show. I
0: don't know. You know?
2: Maybe. buys you a couple of weeks... You know, who's gonna fire who's gonna fire this guy now? Really? You just got beat up last week and called this, that, and the other. I'm gonna fire you. Uh, listen, I have no this is just right. off the top of my head, thinking right. sit detective sitting around thinking, what could be possibly be this guy's MO? The best, the best one is
0: a relationship that's soured. I think you hit it before on the head, yeah, something like that. I think that <laughs> has something to do with it. Somebody wanted to beat that. him up
2: because they felt like uh, you know, if you get attached to somebody who's on TV and all of a sudden, uh, you, know, you know, you get a moment to step in their world, you're feeling kind of sort of special, then they cut you off. Like, fuck this person, man. piece of sh- You know, people get angry. You introduce them into this world for a little bit, they got their feet wet, they started right. feeling comfortable, and then you kick them out. That, that's, uh, that gets p- people, like, uh, really, really pissed off.
0: Somebody will give that up, his his lover or something. They'll get in a fight one night somewhere down the road, and his lover will say, oh, he told me that it was all bullshit. (laughs) uh,
2: Well, that's a a problem you run into as an investigator also is just that sometimes you may uh, get tunnel vision. You may see the case going in one way, and I don't like this guy for the other. But the truth is, this is your victim. Whatever reason he has for not cooperating doesn't mean that it didn't happen. It didn't mean that he didn't get assaulted. And when people get assaulted or they get that bubble burst, if you're walking around all the time and you never think anything's going to happen and then somebody comes up and they punch you right in your face and they take your shit, now all of a sudden, whoa, whoa, I'm not that tough anymore. My whole world is destroyed. Anybody could come up to me and just take my stuff and hurt me, physically hurt me. So now you're in this altered state. And if you're an actor on top of it and you don't know how to... You're very dramatic about everything else anyway.
0: I guess we're gonna find out soon enough. Yeah, I want to see how that plays out.
1: You know, Pat, one of the things that uh, I'm sure everyone would want to hear about, and you were connected to that famous case in the two three the, the murder at Rayos, which became almost like this cult story uh, because of Rayos and their eight tables, and it takes a year to get reservations there. But you want to tell us a little bit about that case? I don't even case?
0: think you can get reservations there. You
1: probably can't unless you, you know own the somebody. Table. Could you tell us a little bit about that homicide?
2: Well, I think uh, Rayo's, just to get it back, if people don't live in New York, Rayo's is a really... um, Celebrity place. It's it's a restaurant, restaurant, Italian restaurant. It's still in Harlem on the one block that probably Italian people still remain on. That able used to be very Italian before, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was all Italian over there. And he's saying they only have eight tables in this restaurant. Pleasant, Pleasant
1: Avenue. 114 and Pleasant, yeah.
2: How many tables? Is it really just eight? Eight tables, yeah. Is it?
1: Just eight, yeah.
2: They have the sauce now, Rails. You yeah, can buy no. the sauce it's in pretty, the store. It's pretty good, man. But it wasn't always like that. It was just a restaurant that you needed. It was ex- exclusive is the good word for that.
0: Yeah, you had to own a table or something like that from what I heard. So like you own a table. Like and con- you- It's
1: like a condo. And if you're yeah. not going to
0: go, you can let other people use it. Yeah, you could say, Mark, Billy, you want my table tonight? Go with Patty. Go get something to eat. That's how it goes.
2: And it's one meal a night they serve? Or- I don't
0: even think they're open seven days a week. No, I? I don't think they are. No.
2: So, uh, how popular was it when you were working there?
0: Was or it that night or? Well, because or- I know
2: Rails came to be as, you know, like um, I found out about it like maybe 15 years ago. But there was a time, it was, I, I never heard of Rails before that. But because of Goodfellas and, and the, the, yeah. the celebrities that would frequent there.
0: Yeah, I never really paid too much attention to it either, you know. But, uh. It guess-
1: was actually on the corruption list. <laughs> we weren't allowed to go in there. You okay. know, if the police department finds out a place that mobsters frequent or this or that, so we weren't even allowed to go in there.
2: Right. So, yeah, it was a, there was a list of every command that has that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Those are the
2: best
0: places to go don't
1: Yeah. Those- <laughs> <laughs> so, are you, you going to tell us what happened or are we going to.
0: Yeah, well. There was a girl, it was like a week before Christmas, and um, there was a girl singing opera. What
2: year are you talking about? Here? I
0: think, uh, what was it, O four. Yeah. Right, I think it was O yeah. four. So she was going around. They have a small bar in there. Then they have the eight, the eight tables, and she was going around inside where the tables are singing opera. So there was a guy at the bar called Louis the Lump. He was an all-time wise guy. He's there drinking. He was like 65 years old. And there's a young guy, like 35 years old. He was from a different family in the mafia. So he's saying about the girl, he's like, this fucking girl can't sing. Why don't she shut the fuck up? And all this shit. She, her voice sucks. Oh, my God. He's telling this guy Louie at the bar, right? So Louis like, why don't you let the girl sing? He's an old-time, uh-huh. old-school guy, right? Let her sing. Take it easy. Let her sing. You know, let the girl, you know, shut up. Let her sing, right? So they start arguing. So the the, the big guy, Albert, he's like, fuck you. Fuck your mother. Your mother's oh, a God. fucking whore and all this shit. Oh, shit. So he's, he's telling all of this to Louie, and Louie's fucking steaming, right? Because uh-huh. he's from the old school. So he goes... <laughs> Little does he know, Louis got a fucking thirty-eight in his pocket, right? So he goes to fucking his buddy, this guy Albert. He goes, "Come on, let's go have a cigarette." So they go out. They start to walk out to have a smoke out in front. Fucking Louis comes off the bar, right, right behind them, puts one right in the back of his head, and then he's falling down like this. And he fires another round, and he hits a, a court officer from Suffolk County and did. De- dinner over there in the leg. Oh, wow. So he gets shot. He throws the gun right by the court officer's table, and there's steps to go out. So the fucking guy's DOA on the floor. He goes out the steps. I'm on like 112 and 1. I was going to get meal. So I'm dressed like this, right? So I hear him over. I hear him over. I go down the block. I get him right out of the fucking coming up the steps. And there was a couple other cops from the 2-3 there because they were there picking up jet tickets from the cook. <laughs> so <laughs> so they were they were there too. Yeah. So the guy from the Sopranos, the guy, um, Pellegrino. Frank,
1: Frank Pellegrino. Pellegrino, yeah, yeah. he comes What's up to name?
0: me. He goes, that's your guy. Because I, obviously I didn't see it. He goes, that's your fucking guy right there. So I got him on the car. Louis the I'm, Lump. Yeah, I'm holding him on the car, fucking... Mad people are exiting. So there's the other two guys are fucking on the other side. I'm like trying to hold everybody back. He he showed up with a couple other guys. But then I took Louie to the 2-3. So I went back to the 2-3. I threw him in the box. I fucking put a suit on because I knew
1: everybody. Well, the big, and every boss and the brother showed up.
0: There was fucking chiefs in there inside the crime scene drinking wine at the yeah, bar. Yeah, it was disgusting. Right?
1: They were licking they the balls of the owner. It was, was pathetic.
0: So what happens <laughs> trying was... To, trying to get a table, right? Probably, yeah. yeah. What happens was I had bosses calling me up and saying, yo, can you get me a table there? Like months later, because they thought I made a contract there, but I never made a contract because no. of the way we were treated.
1: They were uncooperative as hell. No one in the whole restaurant saw a thing. The
0: bartender, yeah. this guy, Nikki the Vest, he's been there for about 40 years. He
1: needed to be slapped. He's got like guy. 300
0: different vests. They call him Nikki the Vest. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I went to talk to him. I was like, because it happened right in front of him. Uh-huh. He's like, oh, I was downstairs getting wine. I wasn't around. You know? Uh-huh. I was like, okay. And then everybody else in there was, got amnesia. Up, was uncooperative. <laughs> yeah. He wanted to get a bus and bring everybody to the 2-3.
1: Yeah, I wanted to empty the whole restaurant to a city bus and bring them all. He on, wanted to
0: bring them to the 2-3. We should have did that.
1: Yeah, and they, the chief of department at the time said, yeah, okay. And then the owner started having a uh, his period, you know, started going nuts. So and they he, were like, oh, interview everyone in here. And that was the most he, ridiculous he thing. He told me, that that
0: guy after he pointed to do it out, that guy Pellegrino. Yeah, I said, you know, like when the smoke clear, I said, all right, so... You saw you saw him shoot the dude. He go, oh I never said that. I don't know what you're talking about. So I said, All right, so when I did the dd five, I put down exactly what happened. And I was gonna tell the DA, subpoena his ass, put him on the stand, let him lie under oath. Yeah. Because he lied to me after he, he initially mm-hmm. told me that this is the guy that did it, I saw him do it. Yeah. Now he's backtracking, he's like, I didn't say that, you know? But the guy wound up pleading out anyway.
1: He was actually he was sixty-seven years <clears> old, <throat> old. And he he chopped a manslaughter yeah. one he got fifteen to, um get five to fifteen, but he died in prison after like seven yeah. years. I he think.
0: was actually what you were talking about before. I actually felt bad for this guy talking to him, you know, interviewing him. Remember you were asking before. Yeah, yeah
1: why? But he
0: Because he was such a fucking nice guy. He was an all the time. He was a guy. he was an old bookie. Yeah, he was all old, old numbers guy. But he said something
1: really funny. He was interviewing him and he says to him, He goes, why are you carrying a gun? He goes. What do you mean? He goes. Orange alert. You know the terrorist, <laughs> le- yeah. the terrorist levels.
0: Yeah. And that was like a big
1: thing on the front page of the post. Yeah. He carried the gun because of Orange Alert. That was funny. Yeah, that was funny. That's
0: when they were doing that, the colors
1: for, yeah, the, for uh, the terrorists. Terrorist like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Orange was like the second highest. It was Red okay.
0: Was, <laughs> the, the
2: government told me that I can carry it because it's Orange
1: There's Alert. There's a lot of terrorists out I don't there. have a,
2: I don't have a fire uh, license. Uh, yeah, I don't have an a permit. But, but, you know, when
1: you see uh, the way this job operates too, every boss and his brother was there and, you know, it was – Sort of yeah. sickening. You because everybody wants to hold, the make- they hold us to, and then they go there, and they're all yeah. trying to make contracts and kissing this guy's ass, you know. And the you, owner. Yeah. And the gun, you know, they're like, oh, can crime scene get through this quick? Well, Why? Why should they have to get through this quick? Because you want to appease this asshole, you know? I think that was the last time I was ever there.
0: Yeah. And I had bosses call me up. Hey, Patty, can you hook me up? I yeah. want to go with my wife Friday night. I'm like, I never made a contract there, man. Fuck them guys.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, they didn't help you out at all. Yeah.
1: They actually hurt you. Yeah. What's his name showed up? Bo Deedle and his whole fucking crew. What is that? Yeah.
2: Sonny was. Was there he still, still
1: on the job? Sonny, Sonny Grasso, French Connection. He was he still up. on the job? No, no. He, no. he Bo Deedle private eye, but he came to, sh- you know. Show. At the night of the scene? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. There was a guy that was on the job that drove Kelly. He was in Kelly's security detail, the PC. Yeah. And he was in there eating, and he jetted.
1: Yeah, because oh, really? he didn't want to get caught in there because it's on a corruption list. Yeah,
0: he ran right by the body. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but he That's came back. He guy. came back. He almost got jammed up. He did guy.
1: get jammed. I think he got dumped. Yeah. Big so where did deal. he go?
0: He ran down the block, and he was hiding for a while, and then he came back. He went like, back
1: to the police academy. Yeah. <laughs> he thought, no, he thought about it. He said, <laughs> like, get yeah. out of here,
0: and then he
2: thought to himself, yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, someone's going to give me Somebody's up. Somebody's going to give me up. Yeah. It's better if I right. was there.
0: I can't remember that guy's name, but he, he came back. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, that's a sticky situation, though, to be in. When you're out someplace, and how the hell are you supposed to know what, what list some is on? I'm gonna, every time I go to a different... First of all, I don't know where the precinct boundaries are in half these places. Now I'm going to go to a precinct. Uh, could I look at your list? Because I'm thinking about having dinner over here.
0: Yeah. Well, you usually know when you're working in a precinct for a while, like when you're in a task force, you're working in multiple commands. But if you're working in the 2-3 for 10 years, 20 years, yeah, out, you know, the- you know what, what places are on the list, you know? And they, but come, on the list and they come and they go. That, but they're on a- the list. They're off the list, Right.
2: But that's just for the particular command, or for everybody should know. Like, oh, you shouldn't be in here. Uh,
0: no, yeah, it's the, the whole command. police.
2: No, it's the All whole the, police department. It's my point. If a place yeah, is the whole on the police list, boss, they're yeah. supposed to know. Right? About How am I supposed to know right. what's on the list right. in the two three? You know, if I don't go there,
1: I'm going well, out tonight. Could you tell me what locations are yeah. on your
2: on your corruption list? I just don't want to I mean, go to some one. places I'm that you walk in back in yeah. the day, and I'm hungry. If you see a poker machine, or or you know somebody. It's, you know it's shady, yeah, but there's yeah. some places like that place with Brails. It's on a list for some reason, and it's a it's it's a legitimate Italian restaurant where you could get shot, possibly. But you but- know what the, you know what the <laughs> joke
1: is? They're on that corner, One Fourteenth and Pleasant. They had they parked indiscriminately wherever the hell they wanted to. And years. no one bagged them with a summons Ever. or anything. Ever. That because should have been the corruption. How come they're not getting bagged? Oh, because he knows so-and-so. Well,
0: because you everybody's hoping told, to get a table there. Yeah, then,
1: don't well. bang these Is guys Is the food that good
0: there? I never ate there. I don't
1: yeah, know. I never ate there either. I, I thought I you went,
0: Didn't you go there with your wife? Never. It was a I was
1: sickened by what happened that night <laughs> of the, the homicide. That I was like, I would never go into that place. There was know? a
0: certain boss in there with his wife eating.
1: Yeah. yeah, right, right. <laughs> getting paid back for the contract. Yeah.
0: He made a contract out of the job, but uh-huh. I didn't. and he wasn't even there. Yeah, <laughs>
2: I mean, I don't get it though. They okay, so we won't help you out in an investigation, but we don't hate we don't hate cops. We just don't want anything. I don't know. I figure some of these places, they you're not going to feel comfortable going in. there. There's well, they a lot also of places they that, also
1: wanted that mystique of being like imitation wise guys, no you know?
0: snitching. Yeah, you
2: know. Yeah, but then the the real deal. You had two mobsters in there, and they're rubbing the elbows with there's a Suffolk County freaking guy there there's somebody else that drives
1: a a big time boss Sonny Grasso from French Connection famous hangs out there Old has a table there you know yeah
2: that 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 was an interesting case any other any
1: other uh, shootings that you were involved in?
0: um well, I got when I got shot, I got I caught some lead in nineteen ninety seven.
1: <laughs> I caught some lead
2: suddenly. Now you got shot by another talking, detective, though, not you? We're talking for two hours right now. Now he
0: got some was lead
1: shooting at <laughs> a pit bull instead of hitting fucking
0: him. Friendly what fire. Happened? What happened? We were over in uh <laughs> we were in uh two guys did a burglary over on uh one oh nine and one in the projects. So the They were inside the apartment. Uniform went to the apartment. And the two guys, the uniform opened the door. The two guys jumped out the window. It was like the third story. One guy landed on his feet and ran away. The other guy landed and got paralyzed. Oh, shit. So we go to St. Luke's Hospital to interview the guy that got paralyzed. So he tells us, we're like, who's the other guy? Who was with you and all this shit, right? Because they were saying, like, the cops pushed him and all this crap. At first, they were making allegations and the yeah. cops pushed them out the window. So he goes, oh, the dude lives over here, such and such a address. It was actually in the same building but on a different floor. So we go over there. It was 2 o'clock in the morning. It was myself, a sergeant that flew in from the 2-5, and two other detectives from the 2-3. So we're looking for the second perp now. So we go over there, and it was like a long, you come out the store, and it was like a big courtyard. And all the way down the end, it was like a picnic table with a bunch of kids sitting on it. So I'm like 15 feet in front of the other three guys. So they're back there bullshitting. So all of a sudden, I see the freaking dog. The guy had a rot, uh, rotty, huge. Dog's name was Terror. So, <laughs> so the dog comes running down. And I see the dog coming. I got, like, a good visual on him. He's coming right down the sidewalk, right towards us. Uh-huh. So I'm like, watch the dog, watch the dog, to the other three guys' bullshit, right? So I, I bust my leather out, <laughs> and I got the I got it just like this. I'm ready to whack him, right? And he runs right by me, and he goes to the detective that was with us. So the detective grabs this other guy, and this the guy who's in front of him, and he starts letting rounds go at the dog.
1: <laughs> but he's
0: letting the rounds go, they're ricocheting off the ground into my foot. Oh, so I'm shit. standing like 10 feet in front of him. And I'm like, oh, shit, blew out the side of my foot.
1: How many rounds did you get hit with?
0: I got hit with one round.
1: So what are you saying, rounds?
0: Makes it sound better. <laughs> <laughs> well, she fired multiple rounds, oh, but okay. I only got hit with one. All right. You know? How much
1: so, did you get in the lawsuit? Who did he
0: put in front <laughs> of him, another cop? Yeah. Because well, so he was trying to like, avoid the dog, like get away from the dog. And he, he got behind and saw the cop, and he was letting rounds go at the dog. And I think he grazed the dog. But what happened was the apartment, right, the door where we were at, the dog had a litter of puppies right inside that door Oh, from the apartment that oh, we were
1: walking it's by. Oh, such a sad story. <laughs>
2: so the dog was just going there to protect his litter. Yeah. You saw some
0: strangers, and that's where my babies are. yeah. I'm gonna go protect. Them. I gotta
1: protect my puppies.
0: So the guy goes, that was October 18th, 1997. So <laughs> I'm sitting on one of these big, uh, what do they call them, concrete flower pots. And I got these boots on, and blood's pouring out of the hole in the boot, right? Uh-huh. So these three guys are standing there looking at me. I go, call fucking ambulance. What are you doing? <laughs> call me a fucking ambulance. So one guy gets on the radio and he goes, oh, uh, Central, can you give me a bus over here? We got an MOS shot. And she's like, direction of flight. Where's the perp? What's he wearing? <laughs> <laughs> he's
2: a he's, detective.
0: <laughs> he's like, no, we got him here. We got him, right? Uh-huh. Fucking everybody and their brother showed up, man, uh-huh. for this thing. So now they bring me over to St. Luke's, right? So I'm in the hallway. All these big bosses that it was fucking pouring out. It was windy, coming sideways, the rain. So all these bosses, I'm in the uh, gurney. They're like, Bullshit with me and all this shit. So this one guy, this one chief, he goes.
1: Can you get me a table at Rayos?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, aren't, you, aren't you the guy from the? This <laughs> was years before. Yeah, then? it was before. <laughs> no, so I told my partner. Getting back to that, I told my partner, call my wife and tell her what happens in case she sees something, right? So he calls her up and she's like. Uh, Kurt, what bar are you guys at? You're full of shit. And he's like, Oh, no, Patty got shot. And he's, she's like, You're full of shit. What bar are you at? <laughs> and he's like, She didn't fucking believe it. So then the chief wanted to, to send a, a helicopter to my house to pick up my wife and kids to bring them down. I was like, Nah, chief, that's that's too much, you know. But in hindsight, I should have let him do it. Got kids, kids, yeah, kids would have loved, loved it. it. kids would have loved know? it, and your yeah. wife would have
1: believed you. <laughs> yeah. I still want to know. She would have been like, Wow, you just.
2: Just went a long Wait, way to prove this The million dollar it's question: How
1: much did you get in the civil suit? No, I didn't sign any Oh, you're full of shit. <laughs> how much?
0: No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. You <laughs> know, it's funny.
1: It, as if your
0: wife still doesn't believe
2: you. Like, yeah. you know what? No, no, no. This is all your friends. I know you know a chief. This uh, is
1: bullshit. I know he got at I, least fifty k. Yeah. He's full of shit. <laughs> it was good though. It was a good
0: time. <laughs> getting shot was a good
1: time. shot. Did, did the bullet really go in? Far? Oh
0: yeah, then it got infected. Like you talk, remember we were talking about the health district? Yeah. My shit was actually real, uh-huh. and you went there. Everybody's faking it. Yeah, yeah. Not everybody, but this how one, long
2: were you out for? Six months. Oh shit. And the funny thing is, is like when you get when you go in there and a, re- a legit line of duty injury, and if they even slightly treat you like, oh, we want to send it. What the fuck are you talking about, yeah. man? I'm, I got shot. I'm not like. But
0: that's why the surgeons over there are like that, because half the guys are scamming. Well, they got, a, they got a right? chart right there. They, they're they allowed to give you a
2: certain amount of time for surgery, and they're probably going to give it to you. Well, at least the guy I did. I tore my bicep. I had knee surgery, tricep surgery. It was always nine weeks. You count on it. Nine right. weeks.
0: Any more than that, you were pushing it. Were you ever chronic B or what they call Chronic yeah, A? Chronic B. Never. Were you? Me neither. No. I never did that.
2: Never chronic. I always, you know, you, you plan it out. Like, you know, January 1st, you sit down like any good employee, and you plan out uh, your vacation. <laughs> when are you going to take your vacation? When and you then, going sick. And then we plan out when you're going sick. <laughs> you're mm-hmm. looking at the whole calendar. and says, okay, I'm taking my vacation. So this way, you know, you give you a certain, a certain amount of gaps. Yeah, In I never did it, it like
0: that. You were uh, thinking ahead. I never really did it like that. I used to just wing it as I went along. Uh-huh. Of course, mine was a lot related to overtime, too. I didn't like doing it until uh-huh. I was capped out. You know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. This,
1: this dude, every day he went to work, he was looking to make money. <laughs> he was making money the minute he, he already had his collar lined up by phone. Uh-huh. Beyond the corner of 112 <laughs> and 2.
0: Did your wife work? Yeah, my wife's an attorney. No, but I'm saying back then. No, she was in law school. At the time. Yeah, she was. So it was important for you to try to maximize. Yeah, I had two little kids. She was in law school. It was was up up to to you. Pat had
1: to make the coin. He had to bring home that bacon.
2: Listen, there's some guys that, I don't know why, they just, they love the overtime, but you had to, like, let's say your wife is a lawyer and you're still doing 40 hours a month and he got two kids.
0: Uh, Really? Right. No, she was in law school. She wasn't even
1: an attorney. he He lived at the squad. He totally check the check
0: back then. It was check the check. He used little. to cash
1: his check, too. He never like got direct deposit. And I used to say, what is wrong with you, man? A lot of guys. Why don't you guys. get direct deposit? He goes, I want to see the knot. <laughs> I want to hold it for yes. a day. <laughs> I go, you're going to get a knot in the back of your head as you come out of a check cash. You put some cock diesel fucking... <laughs> Kazaki <Cock-sock-y laughs> graduate's gonna sucker punch you to the back of the head. Oh. <laughs> you got right. That'll be the knot. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Some guys
2: need they need to feel the cash. Yes. The
0: things uh, that you go through on this job, though, you know, the busting the bulls, right? Oh my oh. god! So you had the extra locker too, huh? Yeah, I had like three or four lockers. <laughs> three or four. Lockers. I, I, I had lockers three idea. upstairs, and then I had one downstairs in the gym.
1: You had to put that blow-up doll in one of them. <laughs> you had oh, guys
0: there? leave, you know?
2: Guys leave, yeah, yeah, they yeah. retire. But new guys come in, and they can't get it. Yeah, well, if a new guy came
0: in, I would give it up. Detective
1: you know? Pat's got four lockers. <laughs> <laughs> See, Detective Pat, he's got a locker.
0: Or PAA had a locker back yeah. there, a female PAA. She had a locker
1: He had locker. one of those Poland spring bottles with change up to the top. How much was in that? Did you ever uh, it was count like that out? like $1,100 or something yeah. like
2: that. I have a Poland spring bottle in uh, my... What, filled with change? It? It's not full. It's like was full to the top. No, mine I'm was a pretzel. Mine. mine was a pretzel uh, It was big. And man. it was 1100 in there, huh? Yeah. I'm figuring I got like two or $300 of mine right
0: now. And I got one at home, too.
1: And he had gotten that for his communion.
0: <laughs> 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 I was sorry when TD Bank... Uh-
1: but I know. What kind of bullshit is that? You can't count that shit by hand. Why would you no, close that down? Everybody, everybody goes
2: there. And they, plus, they, you pay the a fee. They take like
1: they take like eleven percent or twelve percent or something like that. They take whatever. A big it is no, gives a no, shit. No, take free. half of it. I just oh, want it's to not give it free any- anymore. They hit you for like no,
2: ten. No, TD, TD Bank. TD bank if you had an account oh, there. Okay. It was for free. But you could come in there from an outside branch and pay the fee.
1: Wow. So you you had fourteen dollars in their bank. Yeah. And you used the machine.
0: Yeah. So now there's there's another bank named. Navy Federal, uh-huh. they're putting the machines in there. I'm going to open up and count there. Yeah, I got to. <laughs> he's,
1: he's a Navy guy. He can use the Navy no, bank but for but they're going to have
0: the free machines. Get a bullshit account. <laughs>
1: but I think you
2: do. there's certain, I, th- I know I was in Washington Heights and I saw one of them. It was in like a check cashing place. They had a change machine there. I, I, I know where it is. I want to cash in before I go on my vacation right now. I got two jugs. I figure I'll probably have like 400 bucks there, 500 bucks. Where are you going to? Florida this time. Oh, nice! Yeah, my mom's down there. She's getting old. I'm gonna go chill with her. You do some shows down there. Nah.
0: How long you go I'm, for?
2: I'm, just a week. I'm way, way. Past we should do that. an episode of Off the Cuff. If there. I'm going, <laughs> if I'm going on vacation, I go on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Be for so many years, you go someplace, you look to get up on stage, right. and 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 do comedy there. Now it's like, nah, man, it's my vacation. I'm not. Unless the money, like if if the money's gonna pay for right. a portion of my vac- vacation, then I do it. Like I used to go to Ocean City, and I would do uh, the town next door. I had a show. Right. It's, you know,
0: four hundred bucks it pays for you know, a couple of days. Ocean City, Maryland. Yeah, never been there. Heard it's beautiful.
2: Yeah, it's a good place. I'm surprised with kids that you never went yeah.
0: there. We used to go to Cape Cod every year.
2: Everybody's got a place,
0: you know. Your place.
2: Yeah. Some people go to Cape Cod. Some people go to Cape May. Some people go to Ocean Detective City. Pat goes the LBI. to the East River Houses. OBI <laughs> is a big one. What was that? Long Beach Island. Long Beach Island, oh, Long Beach Island, Island. Yeah. yeah. That's nice over there. I went there last he year He likes for to thing.
1: watch the Hellgate Bridge. <laughs> Look, kids. <laughs> likes to uh, see the current in that East River. that never gets whirlpools. old. He likes to see the bodies roll around in that whirlpool. How old are your
0: kids now? Uh, my son's going to be 29 in April, my oldest one.
1: His son's on the job. He left the NYPD as a state trooper now. Oh, Really, yeah. he left the PD to become a state trooper. Yeah, he
0: did five years in the 10th and then he switched out. How does he ship. like the troopers? He hated it when he first got there. He likes it now, though.
2: What, what why is he like what does he like about it?
0: The schedule's better, and uh, they do know, 12 hours, yeah, 12 hour it's, shifts. Yeah, it's more of a gentleman's job, you get more respect and stuff, you know. The money's better.
2: Uh huh. So, I remember when we used to make more,
0: yeah. I actually yeah. took the both troopers, tests. make more, huh? Yeah, I took both tests.
2: And um, when I got called, the NYPD called me first. But I took the trooper test first. And uh, at the time, uh, the NYPD was making more money. And plus, I didn't have to go live in a barracks. I was just right. newly married. And then the troopers wound up going ahead when we got the three zeros. Remember that? Yeah. Zero, zero, zero. Yeah. Our, our, our friend, Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. He you forget us up. That. Zero, heroes. Yeah, he got right. us. He, Koch got gave in on us our, the six, six, and six right? In, yeah. And then he screwed us. <laughs>
1: Mayor Koch was the best. Six, six, and six. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Dinkins wasn't bad either.
1: We got raises, and crime was out of control under Dinkins. That's why he was a good mayor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he
2: didn't want you to do anything. He didn't want you to do yeah. anything. Plus, he, had, he started that Safe City, Safe Streets, which hired yeah. a lot of cops. Yeah. But, man, it's a shame, man. We we come to an end of a second hour, and I'll be honest with I you. I could talk probably, to him forever. Yeah. He, we could sure. do some EOT. more episodes with him, man. EOT, man. We might have to have you back again. Oh,
1: he's... he yeah, it never gets old, man. This guy's no, got no, no, more no. stories <laughs> than grim fairy tales. <laughs> Detective Pat, man. Because this detective is, uh, Pat, I bet you if he walked up the street in 3rd Avenue and East Harlem, people would be screaming out the projects. Detective Pat's back! Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> There's another yeah. it's legendary... It's an relationship de- that you develop with people. Another, with, another yeah. legendary detective there, Blondie, right? Yeah.
2: Blondie. You bump sometimes you career. bump into people that you call it in the past. Bump, it's uh, a weird uh, thing. It happened to me in yeah, Home is Depot. Weird, this guy's yeah. like, hey, uh, you don't remember me, huh? And I'm like, oh, shit. And I'm like, I'm with my kids at the time. And he was with his kids. Yeah. And he tells his kids right in front of me, yeah, if it wasn't this for this guy right there, daddy, daddy wouldn't be the person he is today. And he goes, thank you so much. You helped me out. I helped you out. Yeah. Went to prison for a couple years. Put me in the joint.
0: <laughs> I always like that when he say thank you. But he cleaned up. You know? He cleaned
2: yeah. up. He, whatever he did in there, he came out. He's a new man. Yeah. So some people need that. Uh, need Absolutely. A, a good interrogation. Funny. A little time in the cell. You
0: know, make that peace. We had I was looking for a guy real quick for a robbery. So me and my partner went over to Taft houses to grab the guy. So uh he didn't know that he was ID'd, so I knock on the door. I go, Hey, how you doing? I gotta talk to you. Can you come back to the precinct? I wanted to go Go easy, you know, on a deal yeah. with him, you know what I mean? So he goes, Oh, can you do me a favor? So I go, Yeah, what's up? He goes, Can you cuff me so people don't think I'm snitching? Yeah. so I go yeah sure so <laughs> I cuff him up he was really a collar yeah, too, yeah. right but I was trying to do it nice. and those
1: cuffs never came off so I cuff yeah, him yeah.
0: up I bring him down you ever been in the 2-3 where the cell is yeah, of course is? yeah so I put him in the cell and the cell is like right there and, and all the desks are out here so he's in the cell so like 7 hours later he goes hey when do I get to leave <laughs> <laughs> everybody in, in the room started years? laughing <laughs> <laughs> everybody started laughing
2: <laughs> yeah. well this guy's really put
0: Put, he's really
2: going a long way with this gag
1: <laughs> Detective Pat fucked me and you know what oh man my God.
2: I, I usually like to leave the show on one of my brilliant ideas and I just thought of it right now when you get really good at confessions and stuff like that or investigating I mean obviously you can be a private investigator but the department should be able to utilize your brain like you should be able to be like a, uh, an interviewer on reserve like you know you're in the bullpen and then every oh, yeah. once in a while we, you know what call up Detective Pat yeah. Pat, Pat put the collar on Come on here, get a confession out of this guy. That's right. I
0: should have went to the DA squad. That's right, he yep. could have.
2: Well, we definitely want to have you back, Detective Pat. This was great. This was amazing. A wonderful time. I appreciate it, guys. <laughs> Billy, Mark, thank you.
1: This was yeah, fantastic, man. This Every was, time we have him on, you know. Yeah. There's... And Andrew, our, Andrew, uh, our engineer. You.
2: and A quiet engineer. He's great. He's in a thing right now where he can't talk. He's like It's like a Buddhist thing, and he's yeah. taking an oath. He'll tell no, stories no later on, don't worry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> for
2: uh, six, 60 years, right? No <laughs> anyway, thanks a lot for tuning in. Uh, this is Off the Cuff, man. And uh, we are EOT.
0: Are thanks a lot us? for the invite, guys. Appreciate it. Oh, Great time for man. You're
2: always welcome. you <laughs>